Welcome to Trusting the Truth with Samuel Tolley, where we view the world through the lens of Jesus Christ. We do not view Jesus Christ through the lens of the world. Hello, hello. This is Samuel Tolley with Trusting the Truth. And today we're going to discuss five reasons Christians and transgenders can never reconcile. Now, there's more reasons, but I just picked these five. And when I say not reconcile, I'm not saying that we can't get along. I'm saying that we could never come in an agreement. I want to read a few things before I get into the heart of this discussion first. <clears throat> Christians are called to love people and hate evil, to be kind and considerate while uncompromising our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, to be compassionate to others while obeying the commandments of our Lord. Because the world doesn't understand the disciplines of Christianity, we are labeled haters and intolerant by intolerant haters of true Christianity. If we wore the title of Christian, like President Biden and numerous other public officials, we would be loved and accepted. Those people embrace the title, but not the text. Instead of conforming to the will of the God of the Bible, they choose to worship a God of their own making. It is unfortunate that many people who say that they sincerely love the Lord are casting shadows instead of light. While the disciples of Christ ran away once he was arrested, all of them eventually returned and took up their own crosses. They were, they boldly proclaimed the gospel and all accepted death, except for John who was boiled in oil and then exiled to the island of Patmos. Many of our current crop of believers decide to remain silent in the midst of evil. Instead of bringing light to darkness, they decide to sit in the dark, looking at the light from afar. They worship the Lord with their lips, but their hearts are far from him. The honor and approval of men is more important to them than the approval of God. If not, they would have taken the Lord's words to heart when he said, if the world hates you, know that it hated me before it hated you. That's John 15, 18. Those of us who have not surrendered to the dark must be willing to bear at any cost the defense of our Lord and his word. We must never surrender our voices to the dark. We must constantly remind ourselves of what Jesus said in John 8 and 12. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Um, 
we have a war going on. I, the, the photo in the front of this topic showed me in boxing gloves. <clears throat> it's symbolic of a spiritual warfare that's happening every day. The, the Christian church is in the midst of a war with the LGBTQ society, as it were. I always hearken back to the days when they said all they wanted to do was get out of the closet and live their lives. That has proven to be false. What they've done, in fact, is pretty much gain massive political power to the point where our children are being indoctrinated with their philosophy in schools. Our politicians are honoring, supporting, and making all kinds of preferential treatments to these people. And the church is constantly being downtrodden, uh, beat upon, and treated like we're nothing. And I want to remind Christians that not only do we have he that is within us is greater than he that is in the world, we have the numbers. The overwhelming majority of numbers. But we've been so compliant, complacent, and incomplete that we've allowed ourselves to be ran over. We have many brethren on the different political party, the Democrat party, that say that they're against this LBGTQ agenda, but they constantly support the politicians that make it possible. And without their help, those politicians would not be able to do what they're doing. We would not be facing the war that we're facing right now. The so, so-called Christians, and I say so-called because if you are truly a Christian, you're going to keep the commandments of the Lord. Because if you don't keep his commandments, then what are you? You know what I mean? And they would be fighting for his word, for his honor, and for our children. Our children are the ones that are being sacrificed to this nonsense. People like me, uh, we're in our latter years. We won't be along or around for the finale. Well, maybe the finality of this war, I don't know. But our grandchildren are the ones that are being raised in this hedonistic society, in a country that was formed on the foundation of a biblical foundation. The Puritans and the pilgrims came here to leave tyranny in order to freely worship the God of their choice. And here we are from 16 or whenever they showed up in Jamestown. Not, I don't think not Jamestown. I think that's where the slavery thing is. Plymouth Rock or whatever. Here we are in 2023 facing massive tyranny where our Bill of Rights <coughs> is being eviscerated where the Constitution is only being used when it benefits their side. And 
the people are suffering. And it's going to, we're going to get to the point where something's got to give. But the thing that needs to happen is the church should be united in the application of the word of God insofar as following the dictates of the Lord. Are all our denominations, you know, we can have our eternal family squabbles, differences, but what they've allowed, what we've allowed to happen is the division that this government and this present-day culture formants and people and races and sexes and ideologies have also divided us as far as standing as a united front against evil and a united front against our ability to even worship as the original founders of this nation wanted to. I mean, when we had this pandemic, there were essential services. The liquor stores were essential services. Strip clubs were essential services. Marijuana shops were essential services, but the church wasn't. They shut down the churches. They shut it down in California. But they never shut down a liquor store. That should tell the Christian something. That should tell you where you stand in this present day culture. And we need to unite in the name of Jesus Christ against this present day culture. We need, you know, they tried to pass a bill um, called HR5 a few years ago. And I think they call it the Equality Act. And I think Joe Biden even brought this up the other day. We need to pass the Equality Act. Well, the Equality Act, and that's another thing we need to deal with. We need to get control of the language again. While they're using words uh, as doublespeak, just like in the, the book 1984. They'll say one thing, they'll mean something else. The so-called Equality Act, if it would have passed and been signed in the law, would have required churches to hire known, unrepentant homosexuals that would otherwise qualify for a job in the church, regardless of that church's position or biblical standing in regards to marriage between a man and a woman. That was in that so-called Equality Act, HR 5. And while us being complacent and allowing these politicians to slip whatever they want in there, they have been making a mockery of the church. Didn't Jesus tell us to be wise as serpents, but gentle as doves? Being wise doesn't mean being stupid. Or general doesn't mean being stupid. We have to stand up and be strong. We have to understand the times. We have to understand the environment. We have to understand what the heck is happening and how we are systematically being truncated. Our rights, our religions, our, our ability to, to follow the Lord is being 
crumbled around the edges. They, they don't have a frontal assault. They've never had a frontal assault. But they crumble around the foundation. And that's what they're doing. And they can get the church so weak in their mind that the church won't be able to do anything. And the church won't do anything unless we get leaders that are going to stand up. We need pastors that will tell their congregation what is going on and have the strength to stand up and fight and tell them we have to fight. I think it was Ronald Reagan that said uh, something to the effect that our rights, you know, have to be fought for each generation. And this generation right now is getting very close to losing it. I've said for many years that my parents' generation dropped the ball. We let the air out of it. Now it seems like that ball is slipping away. We need to grab that ball, patch that sucker up, and put the air back in it. That means we need to stand on the biblical foundation as God outlined it and don't deter from it. Don't allow the, the changes in the way the media acts or the way the culture acts or the way TV and, 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 and movies present these LGBTQ people and accept it as being normal because that's what they want us to do. It is abnormal. It's an abomination. It's against the will of God. We should make no apologies about it. We should be compassionate to people who have been mutilated. But at the same time, we must stand firmly against evil and stand loudly. I want to show you a small clip of this man who the media is celebrating because He's coming out as a woman. He, he's going to even say in this clip that he's celebrating his first 365 days as a woman. And then you'll see President Biden talking to this man, justifying the mutilation of children because they think that they are of a different sex. You know, it amazes me that when I, during the 70s and 80s, I used to hear all this stuff about these feminists talking about how women were being mistreated, how women were second-class citizens, how women um, should have equal pay and equal rights and be treated equally. And every time I turn around, I see another man pretending to be a woman being celebrated. And I don't see the women raising up in anger. I mean, it's to the point now almost where the best women in America are some dude. It's unacceptable. So let's take a look at this clip. Here we go. Let me make sure I got the right one. Okay. Us. So I kept hearing about this thing called March Madness, and I thought we were all just having a hectic month, but it turns out it has something to do with sports. And I'm not sure exactly which sport, but either way, it's a cause to celebrate. 
This month, I celebrated my day 365 of womanhood, and Bud Light sent me possibly the best gift ever, a can with my face on it. Check out my Instagram story to see how you can enjoy March Madness with Bud Light and maybe win some money too. Love ya! Cheers! Go team! Whatever team you love, I love too. Do you think states should have a right to ban gender-affirming health care? I don't think any state or anybody should have the right to do that. As a moral question and as a legal question. I just think it's wrong. A moral question and a legal question. So this man thinks it's morally right to mutilate children. Our president. He's standing over, sitting over there being interviewed by another man just pretending to be a woman. I mean, this is insanity. I, I mean, this is the year 2023. I, I think I lost my mother around 85 and my father in 93. And they, they wouldn't have a clue. They probably wondering, what, what did you guys do? What happened to you people? So this, this president, the leader of the free world, the leader of our country, and I remember during the political season when he was running or supposedly running against President Trump, and he made the statement that he thought eight-year-olds should be able to change their sex if they want to. Can you believe that? I mean, we, we have people going around these days saying, what sex were you assigned at at birth? Like I said, this is like the, the book 1984, you know, with the double speak and the weird thought. I'm surprised these people think the world's round. What sex were you assigned at at birth? You were assigned the sex God gave you at birth. Now they're talking about when people are born or children are born, they're not really sure what sex they are. They think they might be this sex, but they'll find out after a while. But all these dudes, just like that dude we just watched, if he has to go in for certain procedures in the hospital, <clears throat> these physicians are going to make sure that the procedures they perform are adequate for a male instead of a female while they're playing this silly game that, oh, you know, you know, he's a woman. The women of this nation, whether they're Christians or not, should rise up. They should rise up and raise hell or raise heaven, because I think hell's already rose. Yeah, let's raise heaven. And they should let these politicians know. I'm talking about whether you black, white, polka dot, Republican, Democrat, they need to all rise up and say, we've had enough of this. Because this is nonsense. Girls are breaking their butts trying to compete against other girls just to get beat by some dude. And they want us to think this transgender stuff is normal. 
and act like it's normal when it's not. Well, let's see the first reason why I say transgenders and Christians can never reconcile. Let's look at Deuteronomy chapter 22, verse 5. A woman should not wear a man's garments, nor shall a man put on a woman's cloak. For whoever does these things is an abomination to the Lord your God. You know, if you're a Christian, God made the rules. We can't have men running around here in these drag queens wearing these dresses and these fake things and all this stuff. That's an abomination. And what are they doing anyway? Why are they? And why is there such a proliferation of this stuff right now with little kids in mind? Why don't they keep that perversion to the red light district where folks go to after dark and they don't want to be seen in public? They're taking this stuff to schools, to libraries. I mean, library drag queen hour. How is that even possible? You know, several years ago, the Boy Scouts of America used to, you, you, you could not be a homosexual scout leader or a homosexual troop. Then they changed it. You can be a homosexual scout leader and a homosexual troop. Now, can you imagine some homosexual scout leader <clears throat> taking a bunch of homosexual troops on a weekend camping trip out in the woods. I mean, isn't it just a breeding ground for pedophilia? I think this drag queen story hour stuff is a breeding ground for pedophilia. If it's not a breeding ground just for pedophilia, it could also be a breeding ground to try to entice these children that they can be the same sex and now we have the society that wants to teach them early kindergarten about sex when a kindergartner shouldn't even be able to have a, an erection yet and a little girl certainly doesn't have a menstrual cycle yet so what are we doing as a society we are just destroying our children no, we should not <clears throat> allow the wearing of different clothes. Now, when I say not allow, I'm talking about people of decency shouldn't put up with it. We need to get back control of our society, the people, the honorable, decent, God-fearing people. So that's the first one. The second. Let's talk by here. This stuff is a breeding ground for sodomy. Homosexuality, same-sex marriage. The Bible calls it sodomy. We need to start getting control of the language again and start using the terms that God used. In Romans chapter one, and I could have printed out a lot more, but I'm just going with these scriptures. 
Romans chapter 1, verse 25 through 28. Because they exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who was blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them up to dishonorable passions. That fellow we saw in the bathtub. I mean, how many women have you ever seen take a bath with their top on? And all this over-the-top act. That person, like I said, they would rather, they, they, they worship and serve the creature. They worship and serve themselves. God wasn't good enough. So they worship and serve themselves. For their women exchange the natural relations for those that are contrary to nature. And the men likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passion for one another, committing shameless acts with men and receiving in themselves the due penalty for their error. And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind. I like the King James where it said a reprobate mind to do what ought not to be done. You know, the Bible talks about when you sin, when you have sex with a person, I mean, you're sinning against your own body. And that was talking in the context with a man, with a prostitute or another a woman that wasn't his wife. We're talking about people that are engaging in activities with people of the same sex. Now, this society we live in now, this is supposed to be normal. I mean, since this, what is it, Oglefield or whatever uh, decision in 2015, the same-sex marriage was legalized in America. And they 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 throw commercials at us with same-sex couples, and they show these little programs, and they're throwing all this stuff. And all the so-called Hollywood type, it's all, you know, they love it. We're supposed to stand against that. It's still evil. We're not supposed to accept this kind of debauchery, any kind of debauchery. We're supposed to present the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're supposed to present the truth, no matter what anybody says or thinks. And just like I said, when it first off, when Jesus said, if they hated you, they hated me first. You know, we are not supposed to deny the Lord. He's our Lord. He's the sovereign master. He's the one that created us. This life that we have here is temporal. This is just a small window of time right here. Just proving ground, as it were. A small window of time. If you're if, if you're busy concerning yourself, trying to please people who don't care about the things of God here, you're missing the boat. 
because I'm playing for the big game, the eternal game. You know, you know, the Bible says you get three scores and 10. Well, I got that last October. So right now I'm running on extra time. Anything from here on is gravy. And I plan to leave on empty, God willing. Proclaiming his word, proclaiming him, proclaiming the truth until I go. Because the fact of it is, is absent from the body is present with the Lord. For those that are in the right fellowship with him, for those who haven't denied him. He says, if you deny me before man, I'll deny you before the father. So it doesn't make sense to, to, to play the short game if you believe and understand that the God of the Bible is real. It's stupid to play the short game, trying to please man or have a warped sense of your existence. You need to ask God if, if you have a proclivity to the same sex. Submit that thing to God. Ask God to get rid of that thing. Ask him to fill you with his spirit and to wash you. It says in what? First Corinthians chapter six, but some were you, but he, he washed them. They're cleansed. You can be free of it. I'm not saying it'd be easy. I'm not saying that you might have temptations. But I'm saying that is it worth this temporary thing now worth for eternity? And it's not. It's not. But the church, the church needs to stand up. The church needs to be there to help people in that situation to help them fight that situation. But the church also needs to stand against that. Don't tolerate it. Don't accept it. Don't pacify it. And don't pretend like it doesn't matter. We got a rule book. This is the rule book. God gave it to us. We're blessed in that. All we have to do just read it, believe it, ask him to help you with it, and we're fine. I got one more little short video of this person that is, well, you take a look. Make sure... Okay, I think I got the right one here. Let's see. Children, do you like dancing for little children? You don't think that's disgusting? Dancing around for get little children? Away from me. Don't you get think that's disgusting? I need you to hey, you don't think that's, get the you don't fuck think, away. Hey, well, you can't just touch me. You don't think hey, that's disgusting? Hey, you can't just touch me. You Your mom's a bitch. Go on. You don't think that's disgusting? Dancing for little children. You should be you, you should be ashamed of yourself dancing for little children. You should be ashamed of yourself. I fuck him. Is he a child? No. You got you guys dancing.
little children. You should be ashamed of yourselves. You're disgusting. Think about what you just did. Okay, that's fine, but you dance naked in front of little children. You did, you did. You did. Look at you. You dance in front of little children. You dance in front of little children. I got a phone call, sorry. That is disgusting. Let me get this out of my way. Sorry, I wouldn't plan on that. These people... Like the man said, and the, and, the, and the guy said, your mother's a whore. He said, he said, the guy getting ready to drive the car said to the other guy, your mother's a whore. Wow, he's bringing this person, I think it's a woman, but I ain't sure. I, don't, I ain't sure what that was. You know, the hips was like a woman, but, but these days, you, you really don't know what the heck's going on. But anyway, this person is all artificially made up and going to be dancing around children. <sighs> Why the children? Why the children? Because they can't reach people like me. Children are susceptible. They can feed them all this nonsense because children are trusting. This is why it blows my mind that um, adults could even think about allowing their children to get puberty blockers and cross hormones and implants and uh double mastectomies and genital mutilation it, it just I, I just don't understand what's wrong with these people if your child gonna grow up one day and wonder what the heck happened to you or the child grows up and they you know okay they're they're five they're 10 or eight like joe biden says i think they're another sex and then the parent gets them all butchered and these medical people, they got a patient for life because they got to keep coming back, getting different surgeries, getting different treatments, getting these different hormones, getting this different stuff. And what if that child wakes up or grows up, but they figured out, wait a minute, I'm a, I'm a dude. I'm not no girl. I ain't got nothing no more. You know, and they sell these parents as live. Well, what do you want? You want a, a dead son or a live girl? What the parents should have said was, no, what I want is to get the heck away from you and take their son and their daughter and get the hell out of there. You know, they made a law in California before I left that crazy state that you couldn't take a minor to a psychologist or, or a psychiatrist if they had gender issues. 
you know, if they thought that they were opposite sex. I would hope that pastors got enough sense to say, to hell with that law. I'm going to pray. I'm going to counsel. I'm going to show these people what the Bible say, and we're going to do what's right for our children. Because the pastor, you're the under-shepherd. You need to take care of these folks. You need to help these people. But <clears throat> many of these people aren't church people. I, I don't see how you can be. A, I don't even, it, it blows my mind. Even if I wasn't a Christian, I would never let anybody mutilate my child or put, you know, different hormones in it. It makes you wonder about that person that killed those folks at that Christian school. You know, that was a female transitioning to male. Who knows if these, you know, shooting this person up with testosterone and whatever the hell else they're putting in her, you know, screw her head up. Make you psychotic. I don't know. But it's something to think about because it's not normal. It's not natural. But there's a lot of money to be made. And between the way these medical organizations are more than willing to chop off boys' penises and girls' um, breasts for money, and all the money they were willing to make letting people die in the hospital during the pandemic, it makes me really wonder about the medical field and the pharmaceutical field. And everybody, I will tell you, don't just trust no doctor. Don't just trust these folks. Do your research. You are your number one advocate. Because, I mean, my confidence in them has been shattered. Remember when they were saying, when COVID, oh, you know, uh, just go home and come to the hospital if you can't breathe. And then they'll put you on a ventilator so you can die and they can get an extra $100,000, I hear. That's what I heard. I can't prove it. So I'm not saying it dogmatically. Man. But instead of treating people, instead of helping them, instead of uh, giving them different things that certain doctors said would help, like ivermexin or hydroxychloroquine and vitamin D, and C and a bunch of other things and zinc, selenium. No, they said, no, just wait and get the shot. Well, that was before the shot. They just let you whatever. But then they want to shove the shot down your throat. Then you hear the people die because of the shot. But they don't want to talk about that stuff. So anyway, I'll get back to the topic. Um, the next reason of the five, I think this is number three of my list, is light. In John chapter three, verses 19 through 21, it states, and this is the judgment. Everybody in the world is used to John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. I'd say more about that scripture if I was dealing with it today. 
Because people say, well, I believe in him. So I should have everlasting life. They forgot the part where it says, should not perish. Even the demons believed. But we're not going there. <clears throat> and this is the judgment. The light has come into the world and people love darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his work should be exposed. Like them folks jumping in that car, they didn't want to hear nothing about light. They didn't want to hear nothing about talking against them, dressing up and doing this stuff with little kids. They didn't want to hear that. I'm surprised they were out in the daytime. Like that gum vampire, you know, vampires can't come out in the daytime and they'll burn up, but don't follow, follow them. But whoever does what is true comes to the light so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out by God. So these folks in darkness, they don't want the light. The Christian is supposed to be the light. As I'll demonstrate now. In Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16, it says, You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hid, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Jesus said when he was in the world, he was the light of the world. Now they're saying that we're the light of the world. We need to let our light shine. We're not supposed to sit off in the darkness, as I said earlier, and look at the light from afar. And that was trying to say like, okay, you know, all this wicked stuff is going on. Hey, I'm just sitting here. I'm not bothering nobody. I read my Bible. I pray. I go to church. I thank the Lord. I'm just waiting on Jesus to come back because Jesus is going to take care of everything. You know, God's in control. God's in control. He's going to take care of everything. Yes, God is in control. He was in control when David went over there to meet Goliath. He was in control when Elijah went to Mount Carmel to meet Jezebel's uh, uh, prophets. Yeah, yeah, God's in control. But he expects us to do something. He expects us to be light in darkness. Just said it right there. We're not supposed to sit down and shut up and just let all hell break loose. We're not supposed to be silent in the midst of evil. We're supposed to call it what it is, call it out, and if they don't like it, so be it. If they persecute us, so be it. They persecuted and killed the first Christians. The way this country's going now, there may come a time when they come after us too. In World War II, Hitler didn't just kill the Jews and the Jehovah Witnesses and the mentally retarded. He got 
Diedrich Bonhoeffer and, and any other Christian pastor that didn't stand up or, or should I say that didn't fall in line with the Nazis and the, and the Nazification of the church. Bonhoeffer got killed probably about the last month or so of the war because he was not going to be silent in the face of evil. Hey, we're not supposed to be silent in the face of evil. We're supposed to stand up against it. We're supposed to expose it. Like I said earlier, Jesus said, if you deny me before men, I will deny you before the Father. What is more important? Getting along with these people? These folks that you may never see again? These folks that don't pay your bills? These folks that don't care rats but about you except for they want you to stay in line with them? And I'm not just talking about the LGBTQ people. I'm talking about anybody whose position is antithetical to the word of God. What is more important? You know, uh, pacifying them or obeying your Lord? If anybody follows me, let them pick up their cross daily and follow me. You got to think about it, people. Second to the last one. This one's interesting. I always find it fascinating. In Revelation chapter 21, there's a powerful scripture, verse 8. It encompasses a lot of what we've already talked about. It says, but as for the cowardly, that sounds like them folks in the darkness to me. The faithless, that also sounds like those folks in the dark. They don't want to say nothing, you know. They don't want to upset nobody. Instead of having faith in God to stand up and do what God wants done. So these cowardly, faithless people, the detestable I think the other translations say uh, homosexuals or something like that. As for murderers, sexually immoral, uh, sorcerers, you know, sorcerers, you know, you get in your horoscope and your necromancy and all kinds of weird stuff, idolaters. And, but then the caption is this. This is the interesting point. And all liars and all now obviously I, I i put a bigger font and all liars their portion will be in the lake which burned with fire and sulfur which is the second death and all liars the very idea of transgenderism is a lie it's a lie from the pit of hell we're going to sit around there and pretend that if a man changes his appearance like that person we saw earlier, that that is a woman, then we're participating in that lie. You know, we're going to accept that as being normal. Excuse me. Bottom Oh, anyway, don't worry about that. We're going to accept that as a lie. That is a lie. People that are living like this, it's a lie. We're biting and stuff. They're talking about, what did he say the other day? Um, transgenders are the soul of the nation. 
That's a lie. You know, God didn't make a transgender. That's a satanic counterfeit. <laughs> All liars. So you got the cowardly. That's interesting. Bart about the cowardly. I guess what? You're not brave enough to spread the gospel. You're not going to tell anybody. You don't want to offend them and the faithless. Or maybe you don't believe in the Lord anyway. You know, you got more faith in something else. All of us have faith in something. All of us have faith in something. If your faith isn't in God, more something else. Like people got faith in their money, their job, their career. You know, the detestable. These people, this, this transgendering thing is detestable. The homosexuality, sodomy, uh, pedophiles. And the Bible doesn't speak specifically of pedophiles, but there's stuff in there about it. You know, it tells us, you know, abstain from all evil. I think that's in what? First Thessalonians 5 and 22, something like that. We need to stay away from evil. We're supposed to let our light shine. So, number four was all liars. And the last one, or should I say that's number two if I go backwards, whichever way you want to count. But the final reason in Genesis chapter one, verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female. He created them. Oh, maybe I read it wrong. In the image of God, he created them, male, transgender, and female. He created them. No, that's not in there. Transgender is not in there. He created them male and female. So in other words, to endorse transgenderism and to endorse the mutilation of your body, to take the opposite sex hormones, to change your appearance to the opposite sex, and, and, and wear the garments of the opposite sect and to take on the mannerisms of the opposite sect, we're saying that God blew it. That God made a mistake. We're either saying God blew it or we decided that we're our own God or both. Christians cannot reconcile this and be a Christian. You cannot take this position and accept it and be in line with this. God's word. There's no, there's no two ways around it. You know, I, I have great sympathy for these people. I, I feel really sad for people 
that mutilated themselves. I'm not a female, so I don't know what it is. It's, it's harder for me to have the empathy for those that had the double mastectomy. But as far as I know, you know, they still got their lower parts and their internal parts. If they haven't done anything weird there, they can they can have children. They can't breastfeed the child and they run the risk of, of, of other issues physically, physiologically uh, from the removal of their breasts. And I'm, I'm sure that's traumatic. I'm sure it's still traumatic once they recognize, if they recognize their potentiality as a, as a woman. But as a man, the idea of destroying your penis is unfathomable to me. It's like, it's, it's just, it's so bizarre. And, and for medical people to be willing to do it to a child, it's like, it reminds me of the Frankenstein movie where he took body parts and made this creature. It's just so horrible because once that thing is tore up, it's done. It's not like you cut off your fingernail and it's going to roll back. Once that thing is cut off, it's over. And I feel so despondent thinking about that. That people have went through that thing and they wake up. And, they, and, and this lie that the medical field generates that, oh, what would you rather have, a, a, a live daughter or a dead son? And the, and the suicide rate for these people that went through these procedures is astronomical. When you could take them to a church and pray for them, put them around people of the same gender to help encourage them and help them walk through that time in their life, if they're adolescent or whatever, put boys with the boys, put the girls with the girls and let them grow up being what God made them. We're not supposed to tolerate evil. We need to fight against it. Christians need to stand up. There's no way that this stuff is acceptable. There's no way that the body of Christ can reconcile itself to it and stay a Christian. Either God got it right or man got it right. And the Bible says, let God be true and every man a liar. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. So we need, as a body of Christ, people need to stand up and fight this thing. 
Don't sit in the background. <clears throat> Don't surrender the language. We need to fight and let people know where we stand. Whether it's a member of our family, our friends, it's all right to tell people, hey, you know what? I love you. But that's wrong. Don't do it. I love you, but God said that's an abomination. If you care about that person. I'm not telling you not to love your people. But there's things that we cannot accept. We have to stand for the things of God, not for the things of man. This is Sam Tolley, and I'm out.